welcome to the Adam Messer Show, What's Going On, and this podcast is all about stuff that I've got going on, projects I'm working on, or different things that I'm doing, so I just want to share with you, I appreciate you listening in. The Adam Messer Show is my radio show that I have, and I do interviews with authors, artists, and entertainers, and this podcast is going to be supplemental to that. So thanks a lot for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the first episode of the Adam Messer Show, What's Going On, which is a supplemental podcast to my radio show where I interview authors and artists and entertainers. So thank you so much for checking us out. Um, I did a little Facebook post to see if uh, there would be uh, folks that were interested in checking this out. So thanks a lot. Uh, There were about 12 or so people that uh, said that they liked it. So I figured that would be a great way to get started. Um, I didn't want to do something that people wouldn't have an interest in because honestly, there's so much stuff to do anyway, excuse me, that, um, you know, I didn't want to add something else on, but why, uh, why am I doing this supplemental podcast? Because, um, I had started doing anchor FM podcasting, um, a little bit over a year ago, I guess, or close to a year ago. And I needed a way to be able to share my uh, radio show podcasts. And then last fall, I switched over to, excuse me, I switched over to uh, using Libsyn um, for my podcast hosting. And I like that. But what I want to do is I want to keep them separated because um, I pay for Libsyn every month and I have to pay for the hosting and uh, I only have so much space and my radio show interviews take up like majority of that space every month and I was like well I want to I want to do this uh this little supplemental podcast uh but I don't want to have to pay for extra storage so boom here we go so what has been going on wow the world has uh definitely been you know taking a hit with this uh, COVID-19 and, uh, I have been working actually, um, up until yesterday, I was considered an ele- um, an essential worker. I do electrical work. And, um, yesterday afternoon they came and, and told me that they didn't have enough work to continue for now. So I'm waiting to find out, um, uh, how that's going to work out, whether they're going to continue uh keeping me on the payroll or if they're going to um, do a layoff or whatever so i'm not really sure yet what's up but as of today i am um, at home and i am um, i'm actually in my car right now recording this um because i just wanted to be outside for a little bit i want to see this uh beautiful full moon that we still have out and then right now i can see it and it's covered with clouds but the clouds are kind of moving back and forth so uh, what have I got going on? What have I got going on? Uh, <clears throat> let's say this year started off pretty strong with writing and writing projects for me. Um, I spent February writing a 30,000 word novella and I'm still in the process of, uh, editing that. <clears throat> about halfway through with first round edits um, for a novella for Chrome Girls Press. Um, you probably heard me talk a lot about that with uh, Rachel Brune, 
my uh, short story was published in her anthology and um, so I'm one of the authors uh, that's working on a novella to submit to her for publishing and then I also came up with like a writing schedule of writing projects that I wanted to do for this year and that is including poetry it's also including a new series that I'm working on called The Adventures of Tex Riddle um, Space Librarian <laughs> and uh, I was really excited about that project I still am very excited about that project um, but I haven't done any writing on that because I had a schedule and I was like oh this idea came to me while I was writing the first novella and um, I was like okay it's a shiny shiny and I've got to uh, put that off and wait so I did <laughs> but I haven't been writing much lately um, I've done several articles for the newspaper um, in the last month or two but it's been slowing down with that and there's a lot of changes going on uh, with uh, publishing right now and um, so I decided to say okay so I've been just kind of focusing on um, going to work uh, getting the necessities that we need uh, for the house uh, with my wife and my kids home um, making sure that you know they've got what they need during the day of course the kids schedules changed you know school is um, physically out for the rest of the year uh, but the kids are having to do a lot of schoolwork online every day so they're still you know they're still making up their schoolwork and whatever um, my electrical training program right now uh, is on hiatus because of the COVID-19 and uh, it's still up in the air with what they're going to do with the uh, the remainder of the year we don't know yet but I'm uh, in my third year of the electrical uh, training program as an apprentice and uh, I have five years that I'm supposed to do <clears throat> in order to um, to learn the skills the basic skills to become a, a journeyman a competent journeyman and I have to say this much, um, the apprenticeship program has been good and it's been bad uh, in different aspects, but overall, I feel like it's a good experience. There are a lot of things that I don't like about it, but a lot of those things are uh, mostly with individuals not with the program itself and not with, uh, you know, the IBEW. I love the IBEW. I love being part of the electrical union. Uh, I've been a member since before I actually started the program. Uh, when I got accepted, I uh, joined the union. Um, the, the bad parts that I've had have been with individuals. And uh, I don't really want to go into a whole lot of details there. But, you know, there's been some <clears throat> stuff that, you know, I have disagreed with on the way a, a person behaves or the way that they act or whatever. Uh, but overall, I feel like a trade skill is a great way for a person to be able to better themselves. And I, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for education. Uh, I don't necessarily think that you have to go to college to uh, be successful in life, but in our modern society and our modern world, it does help a lot. I, I do have um, my education. I also have student loan debt. Um, 
so there's that. <laughs> I wish I could have had the education without the debt, but you know, it is uh, what it is on there. But um, it just depends on what kind of work you want to do, right? So for me, I, I've had like two main careers in my life and I'm in my third career now. My first career, I made eyeglasses. I was a, an optician for about 10 years. And, um, and I've had a lot of different jobs in between, <laughs> y'all. I've, I've been I've been working pretty much full-time since uh, I was a junior, I guess, in high school. Um, summer before my junior year. And I've uh, wor been working and working and working. I've, I've, never, I've never really been off work um, at a, for a long period of time or whatever. Um, and so my goal was to be able to go to school. I, I couldn't really, um, <clears throat> well, I did go to college right after high school. I didn't do well my first year and I had to quit. So, you know, I was working the full time then actually I had three jobs at that time. Um, and, uh, had a lot of different personal issues and things like that. Fast forward to my early 20s, I guess it was like 23 or so, I wanted to go back to college, and I started uh, studying uh, network engineering, and I did uh, I did quite a few classes at um, a local uh, tech school here, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to get into computer um, programming and things like that, and I got to the point where... Um, the next class that they had available for the program I was in was only available during the day. I was working. I couldn't not work. I had to work to you know su support my family and provide for my family. Uh, so I ended up quitting that uh, program and um, <clears throat> just kind of leaving it there. Then I went back to school um, for business. I finished that program. I went on to get my master's in business administration, finished that program, graduated, <clears throat> and then I went for, I circled back around to um, IT, and I did a master of information systems. So I graduated from that, um, actually I graduated from that in 2012, so it's, it's been a minute now. Um, so my, during that time I was working as an optician, and then I started working at uh, the college that I was going to, and I did financial aid, and I ended up uh, finishing out doing um, as a financial aid director for um, an accelerated uh, MBA program, and that program is no longer available. And the <clears throat> for-profit schools that I, I worked for, um, well, let's just say that the world's changed a lot. <laughs> The world has changed a lot. So a lot of those schools are either gone. I know for uh, the one of the campuses that I worked at is actually shut down and, and no longer here in Savannah. And that main school has uh, retracted a lot of their um, campuses. And, you know, they've kind of just gone back to their core. Um, the other school that I worked for uh, was bought and sold and then bought and sold again, I guess. Um, not really sure what happened with them, but then their parent company, uh, went under that school is still here, but they're offering a lot, uh, of their core programs and they're not, <clears throat> it's not the same, uh, as it, as it was, it was not definitely not the powerhouse that it used to be. Um, but they still offer some solid programs or whatever. Um, I thought about working for a state school, but <clears throat> the, um, 
the state schools really um, can't offer the same level of uh, compensation, I guess you want to call it, compared to what I was making with the uh, the for profits. And you know, there's a reason for that. I think it's actually I, if anybody's going to go to school, I would rather see them go to a um, a community college or a state school and not incur a lot of debt. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? It's like, uh, debt, 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 debt. So <clears throat> if you're going to, if you think about going back to school, um, college is an option, you know, for some people. And, you know, I would say whatever uh, with that. Uh, find a, a program that you like and then you enjoy and then stick it out even when it's, it's hard and it's difficult and you're like, oh, man, I want to quit. I don't want to do this. You know, stick it out. The other thing is um, that, and this really is a, as a kid, I mean, I knew about trades, but I, you know, I was really never encouraged to do trades. You know, I was always told, oh, your college prep material. And, you know, I did college prep classes and I did the uh, AP classes and stuff like that and whatever. And I never looked down on the trades. I never thought, you know, badly of the trades, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, you know, never really thought about uh, doing that. Now, as an optician, I did learn a trade skill. And believe it or not, I worked uh, for a supermarket, uh, a grocery retailer, and I worked in their meat department. So I learned, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, I've got like this, it's not out, it's not, it's not the COVID-19, but I've got like allergies and I've been uh, taking like cough drops. So I'm sorry, I keep, uh, keep, keep coughing here a little bit. I'm going to put another cough drop in, y'all. But hey, this is my show, and I, I'm just, just trying to be real with y'all and sharing what, what's going on. So um, I'm, I'm really bad about trying to crunch on my uh, cough drops, so I've been, been trying to, like, uh, you know, just let them stay there instead of crunching them. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> back at the story at hand, as they say. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, my gosh, I kind of forgot here for a second. Oh, yeah, 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 trade skills. <clears throat> so um, I learned how to be a meat wrapper, and I learned how to cut uh, meat. I did not like using the um, bandsaw, and I really just I didn't want to be a uh, meat cutter. I didn't want to be a butcher uh, because, like, the first week I ever worked in the meat department, um, this guy that had been there for, like, 20-something years uh, cut his finger off with the bandsaw and had to have it reattached. And, you know, he went through all that <clears throat> and I was like 18 years old. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. There's no way. So I learned how to wrap meat and I learned, you know, actually, um, at one point I'd been, um, uh, the assistant, uh, seafood department manager. Um, so I learned how to do all the, you know, the retail parts of, of, um, the butcher, um, shop or whatever. But anyway, um, so I had learned different skills, you know, like trade skills or whatever. Um, but here's the thing, uh, unless you're going to open up your own meat, um, you know, butchery or whatever, or unless you're going to open up your own optical, um, there's only so far you can go, you know, and I, I was working for one optical and this is the real catalyst why I wanted to go back to college and finish up was, was, was this one experience. I want to share this with you and I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to keep talking a little bit here and you can listen for however long you want to and you know, whatever. But 
I'm just going to put this out there. Um, but I was working for this one uh, optical and I was the, um, the lab uh, shift supervisor and the store was going through a lot of uh, turnover and the store manager was, uh, was being pressured to quit. And um, so she gave her resignation. She quit. I actually applied for that position and they interviewed me because of my experience and uh, there was this other guy that worked there that he was an assistant manager, but he just started in the optical uh, field, like maybe two or three months before, maybe. Um, he really didn't know anything about optics. He wasn't really trying to learn optics. All he cared about was um, getting people in and out, you know, as quick as he could. He wasn't even really good at that. I mean, he wasn't even a you know salesman. Um, he was just kind of like there. But he had something I didn't. <clears throat> so we interviewed. I did the interview with uh, the regional manager. Yada, yada, yada. Went through another interview. Yada, yada, yada. And they ended up giving the job to the other guy. And, uh, you know, and I asked the regional manager, why? You know, why did they select someone who had less skills, less experience, and, uh, you know, over me? And the guy told me, and it just stuck in my crawl. But the guy told me it was because the other guy had a college degree, right? And this is in the, oh gosh, early 2000s, something like that. Um, like 2003, 2004, something like that. And, um, you know, it really stuck in my crawl, like I said. So I gave my resignation and I, I quit. I um, gave him a two-week notice and I left. And uh, that store went to chaos, not because I left, but you know because of all these different factors that happened and me leaving was another thing because it left them without a lab manager, but then they, they brought somebody else in to, to be the lab manager, which they always do. And um, come to find out that the guy that they hired got fired like within six months because why? He didn't have the skills he needed and really, that was not so much on him as it was on the business, setting him up. And, um, you know, I don't really think that they gave him the support uh, that he needed to be successful. And also, I don't think that the guy had the gumption to really be successful himself um, just because of, you know, what I knew. And uh, I met the guy, uh, saw the guy probably, gosh, 10 years later. And he was working for another retail store um, as some kind of a retail manager, you know, same, same guy, nothing had changed with him. He hadn't really grown as a person. Um, and you know, I could see, you know, that, and that's what happens. I think sometimes people get, you know, they get in this pattern or whatever, but that event catalyzed, and that's not even a word, is it? That was a catalyst for me. Sometimes my brain will play tricks on me, make me think that there's a word, or I try to make a verb out of something that's not a verb. Um, and if there's a, a verb to it, I'll, I'll look it up later on, but whatever. But that one event was the catalyst for me to decide that I wanted to go back to college. And it took a couple of years. It took a couple of years before I was able to go. And then, you know, uh, there was a school that came into town and they were offering one night a week and online as a supplement 
where you do your full class hours or whatever, and you take one class at a time, yada, yada, yada. That was a perfect fit for me. And so I did, I went back, I finished my business degree. Now, why did I go from networking to business? Because they didn't offer the IT. And I wanted to go back to school. So I was like, you know what? I can get a business degree and I'll have my IT skills or whatever. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Things changed. I didn't really want to do IT um, after that. I've done some IT stuff since then. But I didn't really uh, want to keep doing it because the IT program, um, the IT field has changed a lot. And there's just just didn't have any interest in it like I used to, like when I was uh, first getting into it. So, all right. So back to, I guess, uh, the beginning of this uh, podcast. I'm going to wrap it up here in a few minutes. But back to the beginning of it. Um, what what do I got going on? Well, as of today, I'm furloughed, right? And I have been watching people, um, you know, share, you know, um, that experience and yeah I you know Craig Martell when I talked to him the other day um he was talking about you know the stages of grief and I had it was kind of weird but I had somebody that has no idea who Craig Martell is and is a friend of mine they had posted something about the stages of grief and um yeah I mean I think I I went through the stages of grief um yesterday especially you know right after they told me what was up um and I'm at the acceptance point now. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, go through that really quickly because I thought about it. I was like, you know, I could be upset. I could be angry. I was upset when um, I first found out. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't happy about it. I actually had thought about getting some alcohol to drink. And I have been sober since last July. I even called my wife. And I said, hey, you know, would you be okay with me getting you know something to drink and uh, she was like well if you're gonna you know drink you know just you you can drink one beer and you know she she was like i don't want you to get into the point where you're gonna start drinking um every day or anything like that she's like you can have a drink if you want one and i was like you know I, i might as well not even drink because i don't want just one drink and then i thought to myself last night i was like you know what i've got three months left to be a year of being sober and it just struck me because I was I was having a little pity party yesterday I mean I was kind of upset and you know like why this and why that and you know and uh I didn't really appreciate the the way that they handled uh, the situation you know it's whatever that's on them um but really I think the little victory that I had last night and then this morning was that I didn't drink. I didn't drink any beer. I went past the alcohol section several times while I was at the grocery store last night. I muddled around and, you know, got the few little things that we needed for the house. And I contemplated and I thought about it. I thought about it and I thought about it and I even thought about what beer I wanted and how it would taste and you know yada 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 I mean my brain went through this whole scenario of of me drinking this beer and then it was kind of strange but I had this little voice in my head it was like hey this is future Adam 
This is future Adam talking here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like that. Um, and it, you know, the voice was like, "Don't drink. You, you've, you know, went, you went nine months without drinking. You know, you've got three more months, and you can celebrate your one year anniversary of being sober. If you drink now, you start that calendar year over." Because you're not going to want to drink again. Whatever. And I didn't drink. So, boom. That was a little victory. Um, then I got up this morning and I was like, you know, I've got, uh, you know, my because I work, uh, usually I leave at 5.30 in the morning. And I woke up uh, my regular time without the alarm going off, which is kind of, you know, that happens to me a lot. I get up um, certain times of the night or whatever automatically but I've been trying to get better about that uh, so I can get a full night's sleep um, or at least a decent um, at least a decent amount of sleep each night and uh, I thought okay well I'm going to take this opportunity you know whatever time I have off if it's a couple of days a week hopefully not a month but it might be to um get things sorted out and get things in order. So that's what I'm doing. I wanted to do this little podcast because I've I've been thinking about doing a supplemental podcast uh, because I don't have a chance on my um, radio show to really do this kind of thing where I I talk about what's going on and um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the radio show, um, it's on Sundays, WRUU. It's a local station here in Savannah, community radio station um, on 107.5 FM. And then it's also live on WRUU.org. And I really appreciate the folks that listen in. Uh, i got a couple of uh, people that they listen in, Terry and uh, Darlene and uh, my mom, Connie. Um, they, you know, she listens in. And, um, and then the, the folks that catch the podcast um, you know, later on. I like having the podcast up because... I feel like a majority of people, um, it might not be a convenient time for them to listen, you know, at a dedicated time each week, but they can listen to the podcast wherever, whenever, however they want to. And the folks that I interview, um, you know, I have a great time talking with them. You know, I've learned a lot from um, the interviews and then I also feel like it's, you know, a great way to share with other people who are in the same boat, you know, working on stuff like I talked to Craig Martell this week. We talked about the business side of writing. And, uh, you know, some things clicked for me because, you know, my background is in business and leadership. And I like writing, you know, so I'm working on my business of my um, my publishing company. Um, so there's that. Uh, also talking with uh, Rachel Brune and Carol Geisander. You know, I, I love talking with them. Um, Rachel has been... Uh, you know, I, I've only met her like maybe a year and a half ago, and I haven't met her in person, but we've talked on the phone several times, and, uh, you know, she's doing, she's like a couple steps ahead of me with what she's doing with her publishing, so, you know, I've been kind of mirroring, you know, what she's doing, um, asking her questions and things like that, and, you know, she's been very gracious, and um, she's helped me with a lot of resources and, you know, shared so much with me, so it's been, you know, really a lot of fun. Another guy I want to give a shout out to is uh, Bobby Nash, um, you know, because Bobby's always, 
you know, he's a he's a dedicated writer. He's a full time professional writer, and um, he's just always you know very helpful, very friendly. Um, you know, he's answered a ton of questions for me. I've had him on the show a bunch of times. I I've actually uh, got him on like now monthly. <clears throat> um, I talked to him about being like a like a semi regular guest on the show because I just enjoy talking with him. You know, I have a good time talking with him. And, you know, a couple of people I want to give a shout out to. Uh, I got I got so much. You know, I got so many people I'd like to give thanks to. But um, this guy, it's kind of crazy. But I'm gonna share this with you. So I've been told my whole life that I'm funny or I make people laugh, and I enjoy making people laugh. Right, but I don't feel like I'm a comedian. I never have felt like a you know I'm a comedian. But this guy, his name's Bill Cooper, and Bill is one of those guys that he's a clean comedian. He's 75 years old. He'll tell you straight up that he's 75 years old, and he is he's one of those guys that uh, he's real uh, real nice and he's really friendly. And he's really like there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I, at first, I didn't know how to take him um, because my radio show uh, was on, and like uh, the first time uh, he just came on into the, the the studio while I was like mid recording, <laughs> and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And uh, then the next week, I locked him out, and uh, he was like. He's like, why are you locking me out? Who is this guy? <laughs> you know, and he had been at the studio. He had been at the studio uh, like for a year and a half or so, almost two years. And um, it was kind of weird because I, I wouldn't say we had a rocky start, but it was like definitely a strange, um, you know, first impressions of, of each other. But I feel like Bill's become a good friend of mine, um, and he's he's just a he's just a lot of fun to talk with and to be around. And um, him and his his wife Marianne, she's a lovely lady. Um, you know, and Bill has encouraged me to do comedy, which I had never, ever, 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 ever thought about doing comedy. But I've been thinking about uh, doing some comedy, and I'm thinking, why not? You know, so uh, I know it's like, oh gosh, what else are you gonna do? Well, here's the thing, y'all. It goes back to storytelling for me. Like everything is a storytelling. So writing for the newspaper, publishing poetry, publishing my um, horror books, you know, uh, writing and, and publishing for you know, like Chrome Girls Press. That's the first time I've been published as a as a fiction author by a uh, an independent press besides myself. Um, doing the radio show any of that that's all just it, it's just all storytelling all of it is storytelling and uh, so why not i mean like right now if we didn't have comedy what would we have i mean there's so much stuff out there you know and i love a good laugh i love having a good laugh and enjoying the day you know and enjoy you know work hard play hard right i love i love being able to enjoy um, and having a good laugh and, and, you know, having a good time like that. So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up on this, uh, first episode of the Adam Messer show. What's going on it's a supplemental show to my, um, my radio show. And, uh, I'll just be sharing different things with you. I actually, uh, want to wrap it up right now with this one. And I've got another one I want to do, um, separate, 
Um, but I don't want to make these podcasts super duper long. So, all right. Thanks a lot. I hope you have a good time and a good day today, and uh, I will catch you later. Thanks a lot for listening to the Adam Mesa Show, What's Going On, and I appreciate you uh, checking this show out. If you want to check out my other stuff, you can go to adammesser.net, and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks.